Okay, Brian. Let me know when we're back far enough. Okay. About two feet more. Good. Right there. I'll cut her free. All right. The key should be in the storage compartment. Aye, aye, Captain. You see? It is Mr. Jacobs, Chuck Flora. Hi, Mr. Jacobs. Oh, hi, Chelsea. How are you this morning? We're okay. Is this your boat? Sure is, Flora. Got her all fixed up last year, and now it's time to hit the high seas with her first outing this year. What are you two up to? Just hanging out and hopefully riding your boat. (laughs) Well, let me park the truck and then I'll welcome you aboard. I'll bring her around to the docks. Do you really think we should, Chelsea? Are you kidding? It's a beautiful day and it's a motorboat. What part of this is a bad idea? I've just never been out on a lake on a boat before. I'm not sure if it's, you know, safe. Ready to go, girls? I am. Flora's a little scared. I'm not scared. I said a little. I've just never been out on a lake on a boat. It's a whole new thing. All right. I've got some life vests here for you girls. See, Flora? We'll even have life jackets. There's no reason to be worried. Worry? Is there a problem? No. No problem at all. Let's do this. Mmm, okay. Welcome aboard. I've got everything prepared. Motor is running, the canopy is raised, and I have a program on the radio already for your auditory entertainment. You put the radio on your boat, Mr. Jacobs? Sure, why not? Can't argue with that. Let's go! Where to now, Lionel? Well, if we head towards the dam, we might be able to see the family of geese that lives nearby. Sounds like a good plan to me. Setting course, Captain Jacobs. <laughs> Make it so, Mr. Brian. So, how are you enjoying the boat ride so far, girls? It's fun. And you said you weren't sure it was safe earlier. I told you, with Mr. Jacobs, nothing goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I can't say that's completely true, Chelsea. But if anything goes wrong, I'll do my very best to see that we all get back safe and sound. That's not very comforting, Mr. Jacobs. Sorry, Flora. I'm glad you two feel like you can trust me. But at the same time, I'm not all powerful. You are compared to us kids. Yeah, who else has a boat? Um, Lionel, does the boat seem to be going a little slow to you? Maybe a little. How's the engine? Doesn't seem to be having any issues. It just feels like the boat's getting heavier in the water. Hmm, let me check below decks. Oh, that would do it. We seem to be taking on water. We'd better head back to the launch. Aye, Skipper. Oh, no. Don't worry, Flora. It's going to be okay. Absolutely. We're just going to see how the water is coming in so we can plug it up. And while we are on our way to do that, we can listen to the radio. All right, looks like the boat's secure, Lionel. I'll put it out of the water so we can take a look. Sounds good, Brian. Stand back, girls. I don't see any big holes or cracks. Yeah, none on this side either. I'll check on the stern side, Lionel. All right, thanks. This doesn't make any sense. The boat was filling up with water. Where was it coming from? I'm not sure, Chelsea. A lack of integrity isn't always easy to find. A lack of what? Integrity. It's when you can trust something or someone to do what they are supposed to do. So a boat with integrity is a boat we can trust not to leak? Exactly, Flora. But you said integrity is something that someone can have too. That's right. 
A person with integrity is someone you can trust to be honest and do the right thing all the time. Kind of like how I trusted you to keep us safe on the boat ride. I guess that's close. But what makes a person trustworthy? Well, they have to prove they can be trusted. Right. And like it says in Luke 16, 10 through 12, and Titus 2 through 7, proving yourself to be trustworthy is something that God says is very important if we're going to live for Him. But why? There are a few reasons, but one I can think of is God wants to use us in His plan. And if He can't trust us to do the right thing, then He'll find someone else who will. And when we show other people that we can be trusted, they are more likely to listen when we tell them about God and His love for them. That's true. And I might have a script about it. But we're not in your garage. We're at the lake. Hmm. You're right. <laughs> well, maybe I can find one on my phone. Your phone? It's 2021. Phones can do anything these days. And while we wait, we can listen to the radio. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the wonderful drama, The Tinkerton Election, an adapted biblical proverb about integrity. It was an exciting time in the little town of Tinkerton. The streets were abuzz with people chattering about the upcoming event. Ever since the mayor was ousted for spending the entire budget on the Tinkerton Water Tower fiasco, we've been without leadership. It's time for a change. It's time for a new mayor. It's time for Vivian Cress, the next mayor of Tinkerton. Miss Cress was well known in Tinkerton. Yeah, known for charging triple rent for broken-down, out-of-date apartments. I prefer to call them historic. And she doesn't pay the people in her factory half as much as they deserve. How else am I going to keep my products affordable? And I heard she tore down a hospital so she could have room to build her summer house on the lakefront. Lies and vicious rumors. It was two hospitals. To say that Miss Cress was unpopular would be accurate. But she was also very rich. I've more money than half the country. If I want something, I buy it. And I want to be mayor. Meanwhile, in a small house on Elm Street, there lived another person with political aspirations. Hello, I'm Betsy Drew, and I'm running for mayor. I'm not very famous, but maybe you've heard of my grandmother, Nancy. She was a really smart person. Betsy was not rich by any means. She didn't even own a car. I've got a bike that's much healthier, and besides, it has this really friendly bell. That is friendly. But besides having a friendly-sounding bike, Betsy also had a friendly personality. You can say that again. She watched my cat for me when I was out of town, and when the Morrison's house burned down, she made sure they had a place to stay. It's what anyone would do. Not everyone. As the election drew near, the two candidates made speeches. It's important that we all work together to make our town a good place to live. I can't do this on my own. It's up to all of us. You mean I have to work to make the community a better place? <laughs> I need to go home and think about this. Hung up posters. Vivian Cress is really the best. Huh, catchy and had mature interactions during debates. So, I think if we took care of the roads, it would be easier for people to get to work. Blah, blah, blah. None of that matters because I'm rich and you're not. Na, 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 boo, boo. It wasn't long before the big day arrived. All of the townsfolk made their way to the town hall to cast their vote for who they wanted to be the new mayor. 
The next day, the votes were counted. And the results are in. Looks like our new mayor will be Miss Betsy Drew. What? But I'm rich. How did I not win? Money is all that matters, right? Right? The moral is being trustworthy and kind is more important than wearing nice clothes or living in a fancy house or even having lots of money. All of those things are nice, but living with integrity has rewards that last forever. All right, Lionel, that patch should do it. It'll be a while before we'll be able to go out on the lake again. Yeah, I was pretty sure that would be the case. At least you fixed the leak. That's something. That's true, Chelsea. Mr. Jacobs, I have a question about the stuff we've been talking about. You know, about integrity and stuff. All right. What's on your mind, Flora? Well, how do you get it? I mean, I know it's when we prove that we can be trusted, but how long does that take? Good question. There isn't a certain amount of time that it takes, but I would say the main question is have you decided to be trustworthy? Decided? What difference does deciding make? All the difference. When we decide to stop doing what is wrong and instead do what is right, the Bible calls that repentance. And like it says in many, many verses like 2 Chronicles 7:14, when we repent, God forgives us. It's kind of like that story in John 21 where Jesus forgives Peter for denying him three times and then gives Peter the job of taking care of his people. That's a really good point, Brian. That story shows that no matter what we've done, we always have the option of doing what is right and starting a life of integrity. And when we do that, God can use us in his plans? That's right. It might not be something that happens right after we repent, but as we continue to do what is right, God's spirit will help us grow closer to him and making us more and more useful for his work. That sounds really cool, but kind of complicated. I'm going to have to talk to my mom about this. Yeah, me too. And we should probably get this boat back to your garage, Lionel. I think I'll need to drain the rest of this water with a vacuum. Sounds like a good idea. You girls need a lift home? No, we'll be fine. Don't forget to turn off the radio before you go. Oh, right. I'll grab it. <laughs> 